0: in fear. I'm sick and tired of doing the things that I have been doing all my life. the last five times today praying didn't help me. None of the parts of Islam help me. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind, I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is a revival time for God to come and change everything. Welcome to Dream Church, where all nations come together to become a part of God's family. Join Ishik as she shares some of her most personal stories and takes us on a journey to go deeper in our walk with Jesus Christ. Dear friends, it's so good to be with you, dear Dream Church family, I miss you every single day. I've been praying for you and I am asking God the things that you are asking for your families, you're asking more love, you're asking your relationships to be reconciled, and some of you are writing to me. And my team and I are just rejoicing because we are seeing a great growth in you, we are seeing. God's fire burning in your hearts, we are seeing that in your families there's mending, there's healing, emotional healing. And people have been uh, suffering, suffering with emotional pain and wounds from the past hurts. They are writing to us and they are saying, I am set free. How good is that for us to hear it? I'm telling you. Uh, Somebody wrote to us recently uh, from Yemen, and he just received Christ through one of our programs, and just a simple note, I know God because of you. And another man from Ethiopia wrote to me and said, I just received Christ, and now I know the truth because of your programs. And I want to give all the glory and honor to Jesus Christ, but I just want to tell you, you know how I feel? I feel like somebody put in my pocket one million dollars. Even more! We are going to talk about this right now. Even somebody gave me more than that, like somebody gave me the world. You know, there are times I talk to God, and a lot of times I talk, talk to God, but Most of the time I tell him, I love you so much, I want to give you the world. Hey, wait a minute. The world is his. Everything in in it is his. But you know when you love someone, you want to give them the world. And this is what I can do for him. I just want to give him one soul at a time. And it is still him doing it because salvation is a supernatural experience. And only through the Holy Spirit of God, only through revelation, People can receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, but, you know, their hearts have to be open uh, to the truth. They want to search because God said, if you seek me, they need to be the seekers, right? So I am going to share with you today something very important and something part of my life, part of it is my purpose in life, you know. How many of you know that it is a horrible thing to live without a purpose? It's so boring to live without a purpose. And God gave me a purpose. One day I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to bring as many million people, billions I can bring with me. This is my life's purpose. And my team, I believe so, each and every one of them, they have the same purpose because I can't see we are... United, We are a small team, but we get so much done by grace of God, by the strength of God, and because we abide in Him. Word says, abide in me, I abide in you, and you bear much fruit. So it is the key. you are got to abide in Christ. You go, I go before Him and I say, I'm abiding. I, I came here to remain in you. So you got to do these things, folks, and you're going to start just liking and loving to spend time with God. And this is my life's purpose to be a soul winner. The Great Commission. It is so important for me that every single day of my life, not only in front of the cameras, but also behind the cameras, I live my life to fulfill the Great Commission. I live my life as a missionary. And that is like so exciting. I just want you to know. Even people that, if. After this program, I know that your mindset is going to change and you are like, I am going outside. I am going to walk on the streets. I am going to the supermarket. I am going to the inner cities, the highways and the byways. Because it is so not the way that people teach us and try to give us all these steps to become an evangelist. No, no, some people have the gifts. Okay, this is my calling. I told you, but we are all called. For the great commission we are called. so what does it mean that you all are gonna go to afghanistan you are going some of you say no god forbid <laughs> don't say that don't say that i'm going to meet with a lady today and went to one of those places i mean the places that she could not uh, carry a bible with her but she had a great impact I, I am just really so looking forward meeting with her today but i just want to tell you this This is the commission, great commission. It is great. You know why? Because God is not giving us this wonderful message and this wonderful experience just for us to keep keep it in and not to share with anybody else. He wants us to go outside and raise a banner for Him, shout out loud. Maybe not, always. And God is going to teach us tonight, I believe with this service, So how to become a soul winner, how to become a minister or a counselor, how to plant seed in people's lives, not being so robotic, not washing them with scriptures, but do it the way that He did it on earth. Can we share this tonight? And can we get this fear out of the way? Earlier I spoke to you about the fear of man, fear of people. Let's throw this out the window. We don't need this fear. And we can do this as being ourselves, just being the way that we are with little bit seasoning, little bit grace, little more love. We can do this. We, and you know, that has a healing power in your hearts. If you are suffering with depression or depression tendencies and all these things, this will get your eyes off you. Outside of you, and you start to see the world from the different eyes, and you don't have time for depression. You don't have time for pity parties. You don't have time for any other stuff that is just keeping you down. Down, and you need to start getting busy in the in the father's business. This is all about it. So Matthew 28: 18 through 20. Ooh, what is this? Then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me. Wow. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. So he's saying, all authority is given to me, with that authority, I'm sending you out. You are not going to stay. You are not going to be passive. You are not going to be in a box. No, I'm sending you out. Go and make disciples from all nations. Make disciples. He's not saying, just make them say the sinner's prayers which I do that a lot during my uh, life 3v programs, I, I lead people to the Lord, I pray with them, nothing is wrong with them, but he's saying it is not enough, not only planting a seed, make disciples, disciple them. You see these programs, what are they about? These are discipleship programs. We call them revival. Yes, we want the fire of God to come inside of your our hearts. But we don't want to live a lukewarm life. We don't want to say we are happy where we are. And we don't want that. This is all about discipleship. Getting you to a deeper place with Christ. Getting you to a place that you've never been. Getting you uh, to a place that maybe you used to be, and you are missing that place. This is why you are going to this dry season. And devil loves that, those dry seasons. As a matter of fact, he uses dry seasons to get you into depression, get you into suicide, get you into pity parties. And to say, what am I doing? What is this life is about? Everything is meaningless. I am not fulfilled, I am angry, I am not loved, I am not this, I am not that, all this, I am not, I am not, I am not, me, 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 nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, my husband is so insensitive to my feelings, but let me tell you, don't you think that I don't, and I didn't go through those times, and there was a time I said no, there was a time I said no, and let me tell you this, before we go anywhere, there were times in my Christian marriage, didn't I say? Haven't I suffered enough? I had two abusive marriages, one with a fanatical uh, Muslim abuser, beater, woman beater, and the other one was a drug abuser. Why me? Haven't I say that? Abuse in my household in Turkey by my parents? I mean, can, can I have a normal marriage now? Loving marriage? Haven't I said that? Yes. But then God brought me to a place and he told me like he told Job, embrace yourself like a man. Embrace yourself like a woman and stop these spirit parties and get busy. I have a purpose for your life. Stop whining. Stop just complaining and becoming a chronic complainer. And turn to me, turn to me. And let me tell you, the more I turn to him, the more my marriage got better. The more I turn to him, and there are times that my husband comes and he's like, I tell you, I'm so transparent with you. And he's like, Mom. and I have a tendency to go to that place, oh no. Then I say, you know what? I'm not going to fix my eyes on this. I am going to fix my eyes on you and your business. And that gets me out of it right away. So I just want you to know, the author who has the authority, gave us, he commissioned us, he he gave us a great commission. And this is what we got to do. And he said, make disciples from all nations. He didn't tell us, become a missionary, listen. The concept of missionary is here, but he didn't tell us anything about missionary. The word missionary does not exist in the Bible, but the concept does. What is a missionary? Missionary word is simple. You have a mission. Who has a mission? Is a missionary. I have a mission in life. You have a mission. You should have a mission in life. Purpose. So when you have that, you're a missionary. You don't have to… Do you think… That you you stay in your own household and you don't go to another country, you are not a missionary? No! The world is out there. I promise you, wherever you are, you get out of your house, the mission field starts right there. Mission field even starts in your household. Mission field starts on Facebook. What you post, what you are promoting, what kind of bannerism you are doing to raise a banner for the Lord. Shows that if you're a missionary or not, you can become a missionary today. We can ordain you, commission you, everything is easy because Jesus already done it. (laughs) That's easy. You know, let's do it at the end of the program. We do it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's already done because Jesus has already done that. And I train a lot of missionaries. I train online missionaries. Oh, what a pain. Do you know that? Especially training uh, Christians from the Western world for my country, for my people, <laughs> for my culture is just. Do you think it's easy? When people come, I have a calling. I want to go to this place. I want to go to this country and that country, and then I sit with that person. In five minutes, I said, "You gotta do this. <laughs> I cannot do this. You gotta do this." And there were times I wanted to stop them going to third world countries. I wanted to stop people because they were not ready. And they have no clue about the warfare, no clue about hospitality. They are so still in themselves and they want to do something heroic. On, on their resume, it will look good too if they spend two years in Turkey. If they spend a few years in, uh, you know, Afghanistan or Pakistan, it will look very good on their resume. And they are not ready. They just want to do something great. But you need to see who is great in you is Jesus Christ to be able to do that. And I am not bashing anybody. I am just being a good sister, a good friend. Wounds of a friend is better than the kisses of the enemy. Kisses of the devil. You want Satan to kiss you today? No, I want to be a true friend to you. We can't do this. We can do it with the help and the grace of God. But we cannot do this alone. And we cannot do this with five steps, ten steps teachings. And they are all good if they have the Holy Spirit backing them up. What is one soul worth to you? What, what do you think? One soul. What is the worth of one single soul? If I bring you one soul. Person, one child, one prostitute, one drug addict? Do you think that person's soul is less worth, has a less worth than the one that is a housewife or an engineer? What do you think? Jesus said, I came for the sick, not for the healthy. Sick needs a doctor, not for the healthy. So what do you think that one person on the face of the earth means to Jesus? You know, scripture says that what is, it, uh, what is good for a man to gain the whole world, but loses his own soul. So you, if you have the whole world, it is not enough. If you gain the whole world, it is not equal to one man's soul. It cannot save one single soul, the whole world. Imagine, you put all the revenues in the banks in one place. All the revenues, all the gold, all the diamonds, the ten carats, the hundred carats, the whatever they are, you put them all together in one place. It can—they cannot all together match and buy one single soul. Bring the mansions, bring the bring the billions, trillions of dollars. You cannot buy a single soul. This is how important one soul it is. And I want to tell you, you need to treat them so carefully. Don't do it just to do it. Don't even quote John 3.16 just to quote it. And, And by the way, it means nothing to an unbeliever. We cannot do these things, people. We cannot preach the gospel religiously with a religious spirit like Pharisees. If anything needs to go out of the window today, it's a religious spirit. Religious spirit. You cannot do this religiously. Let's stop right now and say, Lord, I confess that I have a religious spirit and I want you to remove this religious spirit from me. I don't want any religious spirit. I repent from religious spirit in the name of Jesus. I don't want that. I rebuke that right now in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want to be a soul winner, even in your family, so many family members don't want to become Christians because of the religious spirit and legalism on their family members. They don't want to become like that. A lot of kids from the Christians home, they don't want to serve Christ. They they want to be in the world. They want to become Buddhists, Satanists. You would be surprised how many Christian families, they have pagan children. You know why? You think that, oh, coming from a Christian home. But you were not in that home. You were not growing up in that home. If you did, you you didn't want to become like those Christians either. Again, oh, I'm sorry, I'm hurting you. Wounds of a friend is better than the kisses of the enemy. When they look at their parents, how religious they are, they don't want to become like that. Or how worldly they are, they want to become like, like that. And they are in the world. You see, you need to be the real deal. If you are not the real deal, they don't want to become. People recognize that. You cannot sell, sell something to someone that you don't believe in that product. And this is a simple thing. I studied it in business when I was studying business. You cannot sell it. You got to believe that. And imagine we are not selling Jesus. We are giving him free of charge, and people don't want to buy that. People don't want to receive that. Why? Yes, they have hardened hearts. Yes, they want to be in a wicked lifestyle. Yes, 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 yes. But when they look at you, they don't want to become like you. Because you are not like Jesus. We are not like Jesus. We are religious people, worldly and religious. Oh. Jesus Christ should be our role model as a missionary, and it starts with love. And how are we supposed to love, Scripture says? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not rude. Hey, rude Christians, love is not rude. Love is kind. It is patient. It doesn't keep the records of wrong. Wrongs, so you don't keep a record, No. And people look at you and say, I mistreated this person, and she's still so nice to me. He's still so nice to me. How come? And then they ask you. That is the nice part. Love. It starts with love. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, everything, and love your neighbor as yourself. That neighbor is a pagan, that neighbor is a Buddhist, that neighbor is a Hindu, Muslim. That neighbor, love them as yourself. Be considerate, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look into others' interests, not into your own interests, but interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, who being in appearance of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. You see, Take Jesus Christ as your role model. Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Follow me. Simple. Follow Jesus. You want to be a soul winner? Follow Jesus. This is what I do. Missionary organizations come, Christians come, churches come, and they, they ask me, how do you do this? How we can reach out to your people? Come and teach these things. I say, follow Jesus. This is what I do. I follow Jesus' model, role model. Who is your role model? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it, isn't it so simple? And then we become so so much like the world, we need to have this like big conferences. How to be a soul winner. Come on. Jesus said, follow me, I will make you fisherman of men. You will fish men. You know? This pastor and I were talking. He was asking me, you work a lot. Do you, have, do you do things that you like? Do you have hobbies? And I said, yes. I love to paint. I love to read. I, I love what I do. But I like to walk. I can walk, 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 walk. I can walk miles. I love, I love walking and listening to my uh, Bible. And then I, I said, what do you like to do? He said, I love to fish. I go once a month fishing. I like what kind of fishing? He likes spear fishing, fishing, you know, with a pole. He likes all that kind of fishing. I said, I love fishing too. He's like, really? I said, yes. I fish every day. (laughs) He understood. I'm a fisherman too. You see. This is, this is not only a work for me. It's not only a job. This is not only something that I get paid or something. No, this is a, this is my lifestyle. Fish, I'm a fisherman. I'm a fisherwoman. So you can be like that. And maybe this is not your hobby, but it can become. Once you start tasting it, you're going to like it. What we need to become a soul winner? We need compassion. If you don't have compassion, you cannot do it. I'm sorry. If you don't have compassion and you want to fulfill the great commission, then pray for it. Pray for compassion. One thing about Jesus was so amazing. He had amazing, great compassion. He moved with compassion. You need compassion. We are talking about Jesus here. Follow him. Follow Him. Have His compassion. What does that compassion create? It's a burden. And then you pray with a burden. Without compassion you cannot have the burden. You need to have that burden to pray. So you don't pray these dry toast prayers, dry, dry, dry prayers. No. You pray in tears. You will move. Your heart will move. Jesus filled with compassion over Jerusalem and He wept. And God, the Father, answered his prayers. When he prayed for Lazarus, he was in his tomb. He was dead for three days. He was smelling bad. It was the fourth day. And Jesus cried. He said, you always hear my prayers. So you gotta have that kind of compassion. It is not emotionalism, but God uses our emotions for us to pray. You know, you see so many emotionalism in the church then you, you want to be co- normal. What is normal? <laughs> I read this book, I read it, it, this book's title, "Everybody is normal until you get to know them. Everybody is normal until you get to know them. So forget about being normal. Jesus was not normal. John the Baptist <laughs> was not a normal man. So forget the normal. We're going to do things they are not normal. And including crying, even crying on the street. Who cares? Then passion. Compassion and burden creates passion. Comes from love. Excessive amount of love. You know, Christ, passion of Christ. What a good title for a movie about Jesus Christ and communication. It's so important how you communicate. Jesus Christ still is the best communicator. He's an individual God. And He communicates with every one of us in a different way. There's a way that He communicates to me. There's a way He communicates to you. But you wanna become a great communicator? You need to become like Jesus Christ. You know that one of the things about great communication is humility. I learned all these things from Jesus. All these things. He's the best communicator. How he communicated? He's vulnerable. He was humble. He didn't wash people with scriptures. He went to the Samaritan woman. He spoke at the well with the Samaritan woman in a different way. He was not condemning. He was caring. He cared for people. How did Jesus do? What would Jesus do? That's this it. He cared. If we don't care for people, why they should care for our message? You're going to care for people. He loved people. He cared people. He was compassionate about people. You know, first thing we think about miracles. No, if you have these things, miracles will come. Because you are becoming like Jesus. The more you become like Jesus, miracles will follow. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you do what I do. And you will even do greater things than these. You see, when we become like Jesus Christ, we are becoming better soul winners and the miracles will happen. We don't have to seek anything. We, need, we only need to seek Jesus. We need, only need to follow Jesus. Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com, again that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. again that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for revival.